0: We've got football coming up tonight. The NFL season kicks off with the Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs playing host to the Houston Texans.
1: Out on the diamond, it was a
2: beautiful day for some baseball. Heading into 2020, many people thought there would be no high school football.
0: Welcome to the WNCT Podcast Network. You're listening to WNCT 9 On Your Side Sports Talk with sports director Brian Bailey,
2: Nolan Knight, and Kelsey O'Donnell. welcome to another edition of WNCT Sports Talk. I'm Nolan Knight, joined by Sports Director Brian Bailey to my right and Sports Reporter Kelsey O'Donnell to our left. Let's go ahead and just jump right into this thing. Uh, East Carolina had another Friday night showdown with Cincinnati this past Friday and, well, Things didn't go their way. They went on the road and lost 55-17 to to the seventh-ranked team in the country in the Cincinnati Bearcats in a game where East Carolina never led and they never were really in the game. They really weren't. You know, you look at, at the
0: game, and, and early on, Cincinnati scored a touchdown, and they were driving again inside the five-yard line. They fumbled. East Carolina got the recovery. End of the first quarter, it's only 7 nothing, and mm-hmm. the Pirates have a little bit of momentum. And then uh, the pick six that, that was thrown, and, and in talking to some of the coaches this week, uh, I talked to Donnie Kirkpatrick and to Mike Houston, and they both had the same story on that particular play that Cincinnati ran a defense, what they called, one of the linebackers was called a rat. You know, is the term they use. But the rat linebacker on that side, there was a receiver for East Carolina that was supposed to chip that guy and 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 get that guy to go with him a different way, and that didn't happen. The the receiver in question was reading blitz. That didn't happen. So he read the wrong you know defense. Holton rolled out through the pass. Never thought the guy would be mm-hmm. there anyway. Didn't see him, and ended up being a pick six. And really. From that moment on, it was pretty much all Cincinnati. There was some controversy, though, late in that game.
2: Yeah, there was. After the game, uh, it it was hard to ignore. Uh, The commentators mentioned it, and the camera stayed on it the whole time. But after the game was over, uh, Mike Houston and, and Luke Fickle had a long conversation after the game. Fans speculated that it maybe had to do with... Uh, either the, the fake punt attempt uh, after the Bearcats were already up by 30 or the late touchdown uh, in that fourth quarter as well. Uh, what are your thoughts on it? Do, do you read into that at all?
0: Well, I, I think it was more along the lines of the fake punt because the, you know Cincinnati was up 32 at the time. It was 42-10, I believe. Uh, but they were, they were up big. And they faked the punt, and what, what Fickles told the media afterwards in Cincinnati was that the punter uh, has a call that he can make if he sees a certain defensive front, which he saw, and he thought it would work, which it did, uh, but they didn't really talk about, let's don't do it if we're up 32 in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. So that's the, their explanation. Um, the 75-yard run, if you're not going to line up in the victory formation to take a knee, then you're not taking a knee. So my thinking on that is if you hand the ball to your halfback, somebody on the other side has got to tackle him. So I didn't have any problem with that play whatsoever. I think the fake punt was kind of bush league, but again, you know, it goes back to you you just don't let them do stuff like that. And and they did. And I think there was a little bit of animosity in the game because last year, East Carolina went up and down the field on Cincinnati Mm -hmm. and should have beaten them and lost 46, 43 on the field goal at the gun. So I think there was a little bit of that going on. Uh, And, and, you know, I, th- I think a lot was made of it because it was it was the Friday night game. Mm-hmm. I think if it' had been a Saturday. I think everybody would have gotten busy with everybody else. <laughs> yeah. and wouldn't have worried about it. But uh, it got a lot of press, got a lot of negative press, you know, to be honest. but um, I think it's it's behind everybody now. and it's a byproduct of just having such a frustrating season. I mean, with covid and you know everything else, it's just been really frustrating. I
1: know you asked Houston after the game during the pre- the post game conference how he felt. And asking him about his conversation with the other coach. How do you think you would have reacted as a coach if you were in Houston's shoes? Well,
0: you know, you'd like to say you just walk away, but I, I know how Coach Houston, you know, uh, how He's so he, he reacts. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and, and I I think I think he had, you know, a similar conversation with the Georgia State coach because you know, these kind of kids are so young and Georgia state had a more experienced line and they took advantage of East Carolina late in the game and and blew out East Carolina. And I, I think at some point, you know, you, you have to just, you know, take your victory and take it humbly. And I think that, that, you know, in that situation, I think if, I think if coach Houston could do it again, I, I really think he would just, you know, go right past, he he would say congratulations, coach, and mm. get out of dodge and not and not worry about it because I think it was much ado about nothing. I mean, I think most of us that watch football a lot realize that that you just don't fake a punt when you're up 32 and five minutes ago.
1: The Bearcats also went into Friday night's game riding an 18. It was 18, 18 game, game home, home winning streak, streak so. and there's only what only a few other teams in the um, college football that have that right now.
0: That's a lot, 18 games, and and over the last we talked about it last it's week just over home, the last two years, is, yeah, home winning streak. But over the last two years, there's only four teams that were undefeated at home just in the last Mm -hmm. two seasons. And it was Notre Dame,
2: Clemson, Ohio State, and Cincinnati. So they're in great company there. And they'd like to be in great company with those teams in the college football playoff after the East Carolina win. Uh, They kind of secure their spot as uh, a power in in the group of five. And ESPN now projects them uh, as a 12% chance to make the college football playoff. I'm sure that there might be some Cincinnati fans that, that will argue that yeah uh, the fake punt and and the late touchdown was was to help boost their resume because they are going to need a lot of help once these college football playoff rankings Uh, come out and and Cincinnati figures out if they actually have a shot. And I think it's a real conversation uh, and and debate to see, do you put in, the Cincinnati really have a shot this year, especially because of COVID when you're going to have Big Ten teams that finish their season with only seven games played? Mm -hmm. While Cincinnati will probably likely have 11 games played on their schedule, if they're perfect 11-0, do you see a a future where where at the end of this season, Cincinnati finds themselves uh, in the talk, if not in the college football playoff?
0: I don't think so just because UCF went undefeated for like two seasons and couldn't get in oh, any yeah. time and and I think that that the, the the recipe to get in for a group of 5 team and and there may not be one mm-hmm. but if there is one it would have to be you win a big non-conference game or two as a part of your non-conference slate. And unfortunately with COVID, there weren't many non-conference games even played. There were a few obviously around the country, but, uh, I think, I think the odds 12% may be about right because that's if they run the table and they'll need some help uh, and they'll need some help down the line. But, uh, it's on the, on the Philadelphia. And, you know, we talk about COVID-19 problems and everything. Philadelphia's about <laughs> shut down. Yep.
1: I know. And,
0: and, I do know if and, we're going to
1: be able to go on for the holidays. And
0: Coach Houston <laughs> said that they've been told – that they cannot go to the hotel no. and meet as a team inside. Yeah. That they have to do anything that they do. They have to go outside. So they're going to have to have a walkthrough
2: on Saturday morning
0: outside of the hotel in the parking lot.
2: That sounds like my Pop Warner team. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it's
0: it's it's so and, – and like pregame – you think about a football team and a pregame meal. And oh, I asked yeah. Coach Houston, you know, what, what is a pregame meal like uh, on a noon start, mm-hmm. so it's it's four hours before kickoff. Yeah. So at eight a.m., and they have this huge. It's like a brunch with with you know all kinds Remember of that carbohydrates, mm-hmm. but but you know pancakes, eggs for the proteins. Oh, and, it's great! And, you know, all this <laughs> slew of food, and now they've got to try to figure out a way to get it in a box individually mm-hmm. and give it to each player.
1: Well, it's interesting too because you look at these COVID shutdowns in each state. And I guess there is no exception to teams, but say, I believe Pennsylvania's in a 10 person outdoor capacity. You can't have more than 10 people, I believe is what they just announced. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, you but didn't know better than yeah, I'm that. pretty sure I read about that. Um, but do you allow these teams? I mean, you still are practicing and you're still doing stuff together, but when does that point go? I guess the COVID um, precautions head into sports.
0: Yeah, I mean, they, they can't have any fans outside the of stands, the fans, yeah. you know, so. And, and really, that's not a big issue when you play at Temple. Yeah, because it's already normally like that. You're, you're the stadium's mm-hmm. so big. Lincoln Financial yeah. is so big, and, and there's nobody there anyway. So, hey. uh, It's going to be interesting. <laughs> well, not for a Temple game. <laughs> are you, an Eagle big, are Eagle you a Eagle big Eagle Temple fan <laughs> No. I
2: unaware. I thought he was taking yeah. a, a could, little dig at my Eagles. You couldn't get in Temple, could you? <laughs> oh, come oh, on. It's a great institution. It is a great institution. <laughs> it is. That's
1: why you couldn't get in. Oh, my goodness. No, I wanted to go outside the state. They didn't
2: recruit it. It makes a new
0: they don't have a cross, do they? They do. Oh, do they?
1: Yeah, I just I didn't want to you stay just, in state. They
0: just, just weren't quite up to Temple. No,
2: oh, so, oh, so let's talk about the matchup between East Carolina and <laughs> Temple. Uh, East Carolina comes in the game with just one win on the season. Temple uh, has looked like the Temple teams uh, of the past couple of years, uh, uh, experienced in tough bunch. Um, when you start to look at the schedule for East Carolina, you hate to say it, but if they do lose... Uh, this game, it'll be the worst start uh, since right. a winless season for East Carolina uh, back in the 2000s, or th- that stat could be wrong. I'm sure you can correct me on that, but d- do you foresee them, you know, coming out hard and, and playing uh, a temple, a tough Temple team well uh, after a-, a disappointing road loss on last Friday night? Well, I think it was going to be a-, a tough game for both teams anyway. Mm-hmm. Both teams have one win.
0: Both teams really want to win the game. Uh, Temple's not, their starting quarterback is hurt; he's out. The freshman. So yeah, no real. Uh, or is
1: the freshman the backup? Uh,
0: there's a there's a fourth string quarterback that's having to play. They're, so they're, that must be the They're down yeah. the down the mm-hmm. list right now. Goodness. So. Um, that's going to be a big key in the game because we all know what happened when East Carolina had to start a true freshman yep. quarterback and and they really couldn't get the offense cranked up against Navy so I think that's a big a big play in this game and you just want the guys I mean they work so hard over there the, the, the coaches are working hard and you know the Tulsa game is still a bad taste in everybody's yep. mouth because that could have been a win Navy could have been a win but you got COVID out on that deal and uh, could have should have would have I'm sure but yeah still you, you got to
1: I know. I know we say it each week, but it is fun to watch this team grow. And listening to Houston talk, just saying how this team culture is ten- enormous, so much bigger. I don't even know how to put it into words, better than last year. And the team culture plays in. I've been on a team when we've had a bad team culture. I've been on one when we had a great one. And the wins just come so much more easy. And the relationships between the team and the coaches are so much better. So it is exciting to see that the team is still rallying around him despite their 1-6 Record and I mean one of the worst ones in a while.
0: Yeah, you'd like to see them go to Temple and have a yeah. have a game like they had against South Florida, where they really played well, dominated the game, get the win, come back. You know, you have Thanksgiving next week. Uh, you have a game on Saturday mm-hmm. against SMU. Last year, the SMU game was fifty nine fifty one. SMU beat them, mm-hmm. but that was a great game. <laughs> Tyler Sneed was all over oh, the place yeah. last year in that game in Dallas. So, you know, you, you hope that the, they can finish strong. I mean. Just think what two wins would do, you know, until so you finish three Just and mentally, six on a year yeah. mentally going into spring. And I'm telling you, I, I firmly believe that not having spring practice and not having all the summer, you know, workouts and that kind of thing, it hurt a team more like East Carolina than it does some other teams mm-hmm. because East Carolina has to do some things differently in order to compete. And one of the things they do differently is they get in great shape. and And, and, they're, and they were, the coaches said they were absolutely chiseled when they went to spring break and mm-hmm. that they were so excited about everything. And then that's when the COVID hit and the shutdown started and life, you know, became miserable for sports people. <laughs> <Yeah>. And
1: <laughs> Hey, success doesn't happen overnight. That is a, a Bella, said, proof. <laughs> Bella said it best
0: this morning. She said, Brian, I can't wait until 2021 so I can hug my teachers again and hug my Aww. friends again. I mean, and that, that to me was like, you know, here's a girl with down syndrome who understands a little bit about the world, but she put it in great – Yeah, you know, that's a great way to well, look at it. Well, it's so
1: funny, too, because I look at it and I feel like a lot of other people are in the same boat that I'm looking at 2021 and when January 1 hits, I'm like, okay, COVID's gone. But in reality, said, I'm like, exactly oh, how no. That's
2: exactly she started. She said, she said Brian, it 2021, COVID will be gone. And I was like, eh, uh, it's not quite that yeah. way. But, I hope yeah. so. I, I, you know, when the season started, I didn't know if we would make it this far. In, in terms yeah. of if, if games would still be going on or not. So I, I think that's a positive thing. But I think if you would have told me games would still be going on, I, I would have thought that COVID was almost gone. But right. and it's you know it's almost ramping back up. It's
0: hard to believe that it's ramping up like it is, and we're still having football yeah. because you think back to March and April, mm-hmm. and these numbers now are you know way you know way past those numbers. Mm-hmm. But somehow, some way.
1: Well, the Ivy League too. I don't know if you guys saw um, just. Canceled winter sports and then pushed back their spring sports till February at the yep. latest. and they were or the, uh, earliest. The, the
2: first to do it with basketball this past season, and mm. uh, they got that one right. Or everyone follows suit, I should say. All right, let's go ahead and uh, we'll stick with college football. Stay in state as well. North Carolina Tar Heels. They moved to six and two after an awesome game versus Wake Forest, fifty nine to fifty three in Chapel Hill. The Tar Heels win it uh, in a game that was back and forth. I uh, the The Demon Deacons had a 21-point lead at one point, and then I think UNC scored 35 unanswered, maybe 42 unanswered. I mean, what a game that was back and forth. Sam Howell uh sets all kinds of records 550 passing yards was a school yeah. record six touchdowns a school record and tied the acc school record for passing touchdowns in a game and our local guy uh wallace rose hill alum javante williams scored his ncaa best 18th touchdown wow. of the season he's going off the tar heels offensively can't be stopped the issue is this season is that they can't stop anybody wake force <laughs> puts up 53 on him what a game that was
0: yeah it was it was a great game and really wake force kind of hit him in the mouth and and you know i was Dominating the game, and every time you looked up, you know, Carolina score here, score here, and then they went up by 14, yeah. and then Wake Forest, you know, cut it back down. Uh, so it was, it was really, you know, just a, one of those. Sometimes you get teams, Wake Forest and North Carolina can't be that bad defensively, they just can't. <laughs> they were
2: on Saturday, or maybe they're <laughs> that good offensively. I don't know. What a game that was. Uh, next up for the Tar Heels is a bye. They're off this week uh, while the Wake Forest Demon Deacons. We were going to get to it later. Might as well say it now. They were scheduled to play Duke, but that has now um, been canceled because of COVID-19. Yeah. Uh, we'll stay in state. The NC State Wolfpack, they moved to 5-3 and three on this season. They looked good. Uh, against the Florida State Seminoles, they get a big win at home in Raleigh, 38 to 22, and will now face off against an undefeated top 25 Liberty team that has already gone 2 and 0 versus ACC schools this week. They're looking to go 3 and 0. Liberty, the man, ACC. they're
1: coming out of the woodwork.
2: As long as they beat the Hokies, okay, that, uh,
1: okay, that's what, okay. That's what <laughs>
2: mattered for uh, Liberty. <laughs> that was a big win for
0: them, being from the state of Virginia, and uh, yeah, they, they've they've got it going on. Hugh Freeze has done a great job there, mm-hmm. and they, they're really playing well.
2: Uh, it's surprisingly good season for the Wolfpack as well. Give credit where it's due. They're five and three now, an opportunity to move to six and three. And with everything that's going on, they've kind of been pushed, uh, kind of to the back a little bit. Maybe because of the breakout season that Mac Brown and uh, the Tar Heels are having. Moving over to the NFL, the Panthers they have now uh, lost five in a row. They dropped to three and seven after. Uh, losing to the Bucks forty six to forty three. They stuck in that game with Tom Brady for a while, but towards the end Tampa Bay uh showed their true colors and and uh broke away with a big win forty six to twenty three. Forty six twenty three was the final of that game and really wasn't close
0: at all. That was that was really yeah. surprising. You know, the Panthers have been odd this year because remember they dropped the first two Dropping and everybody's down. ready to run mm-hmm. Matt Rule out of town. Yeah. Then they won three. And, and, and people was like, "Hey, they they can compete for this division title," and then they've lost five in a row now, right? So, yeah, I mean that's
2: they've been without Christian McCaffrey. He came back for one game, was out again this past yeah. week. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if he's back this week or not. But they'll face off against uh, the Lions this upcoming Sunday. Uh, staying in the NFL a little bit, let's let's highlight some some of the more exciting things of the week. And uh, obviously, the the Cardinals and the Bills had one to remember. I think we'll be seeing they'll the Hail Mary from Kyler Murray the to Hail DeAndre. Hail Mary, yeah. Uh, <laughs> like DeAndre, that? I did. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. DeAndre Hopkins like uh, as just before time expired to get the win. How about that? Were, were you guys able to see that? Line? Oh, that was yeah, that was neat. And any time we were actually out at uh, at tiebreakers watching it,
0: Bella's Sunday afternoon snack. <laughs> and that we usually do. I want to be Bella. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. Got it made. But, we're, so we're sitting there, and they and there was a lot of games on late Sunday because mm-hmm. of the Masters. Uh-huh. So there, there were you know games. It was five or six. Usually there's only two or three. So there were games all over the place late in the afternoon, and uh, I happened to be looking up, and and I, when he threw it, I looked up and I said, you know, he's got a chance. And when he pulled it down, I said, well, man. Yeah. You know, yeah. I didn't I didn't Unreal. see it
1: live, but I saw a ton of memes on Twitter making jokes about uh, people in the backfield, and it's like you're bills and then they threw it to like a holiday gift that you probably don't need and you catch it <laughs> i thought that was funny
2: uh looking around the rest of the nfl the steelers they moved to nine to know what a surprise they've been this season who gave them the best game all year Was it the dallas Those cowboys dallas Cowboys. it's <laughs> depleted they dallas did, cowboys. They they was did. Dominant well. over the the bengals this past they're having day.
1: some COVID issues though
2: yeah, they Steelers. they were they went from not knowing if they were going to play to, right. to moving to nine and zero on this season. Big Ben was able to play, and well, that's crazy. You know they're nine and zero, but I I feel like they're still almost you know not many people are talking about them as a Super Bowl contender. So that's yeah. an interesting yeah, situation. Yeah,
1: Big Ben had a little bit of a scare during the Cowboys game.
2: He did. He was injured, and I, mm-hmm. I thought maybe he'd be out for the rest of the game, but yeah. he came back. He's, and, he's been. I think he's like has the record for most times how old on the. Now? <laughs> he's not as old as you think. Fifty seven, right? I think. No, he's not that old. <laughs> Uh, The NFC East has been the NFC East. You guys obviously are are deeply embedded in that playoff race. These teams
0: are so good
1: that they can't win a game. Yeah,
2: they are. I I think first place has three wins. Is it still the Eagles? That that division race. I don't even know anymore. It's like the tortoise and the hare, but it's the tortoise and the tortoise. Yeah. It's honestly fun,
1: though. It's. Kind of comical to look at. So.
2: And quickly before we wrap up, shop shop here, the NCISAA has is Ooh. uh scheduled to have their state championship games. We are here. Uh I didn't think that we would have a, a football state championship uh during the COVID season, but sure enough we have and it's gone relatively smoothly smoothly in Division One. Uh John Paul the second and their second season of high school football are hosting a state championship game. They're the second seed, uh, and they will be taking on Arendelle Parrott. Uh, the fourth seed uh, in, in that matchup um, that will be played at JP two on Saturday at seven while in division two Bethel Christian will be playing at a neutral site at community Christian versus Pungo Christian, Bethel Christian, the two seed Pungo Christian, uh, the one seed they're playing at a neutral site because Pungo doesn't have lights, but it's a state championship game. A couple of first as well. If MaxPreps.com is correct, it'll be Pungo Christians first Uh, state championship game. Again, big asterisk next to that stat, but it is for sure John Paul II's first state championship appearance. So some exciting matchups.
1: Any high school football playoffs, especially these guys, which we don't really get to feature too much in a regular non COVID year. um, It's fun to watch and it's fun to see them grow and especially the first time teams being in the um, state finals
0: and jp2 has such a great uh, facility over there oh yeah I mean, beautiful. it's beautiful it's, it's you know artificial turf and uh they, they've done a great job of the football program and 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 really they want to continue to build their athletic program and and, and entice more athletes to, you know to go that route with their with their high school uh, careers so that's really exciting it'll be fun saturday night
1: that was one of my first ever sports live shots was on that field. Oh,
2: there you go. I'll <laughs> well, be hosting a state championship game on Saturday. Be sure to tune in uh, to WNCT this weekend for highlights uh, of, of all of the matchups that we talked about this week. Uh, I think that'll do it for another op- episode of WNCT Sports Talk. For Nine to your side, Sports Talk, I'm Nolan Knight, I joined here with Kelsey O'Donnell and Brian Bailey. See you next week.